Hello everyone, welcome back to the Far East Vibes Podcast, episode 9. Um, hope you guys have been well. I missed last week's, but that's okay, because that just means that there's a lot to cover in a short amount of time in this episode, and there's a lot to cover. Shit has been popping off in the K-pop world these past couple of weeks, and I'm not going to go into, like, super drawn-out discussions, um, you know, about them, but they definitely need to be discussed, so let's just jump right into it. So... It's odd, because, like, today I actually found out about this bit of news, but, it like, I guess the news broke last week. But this whole produce, like, 101, um, you know, thing that's going on with the, like, producer of Produce 48, Produce X 101, whatever it is. I don't watch either of those shows. Um, I'm not really big into, like, Korean variety shows or just television in general or, like, Any of, like, Korean TV, I don't don't really watch. So, but just this whole thing about, like, supposedly, I guess not supposedly, it's, like, legit, right? The whole thing was rigged, and, like, is one, is, like, basically, like, fake, and none of the voter, uh, the the voters' votes, the fans' votes counted, you know? And it was just basically a, they just completely just chose who they wanted to choose, that shit is insane. And I was talking to a friend about it who actually is the first one that told me about this and then I did my own research afterward. But my friend was telling me that it goes as... Because I, I think I asked the question of like... I wonder... Yeah, I asked like... I wonder if like the contestants knew that this was going on. And then my friend was telling me that yeah, they knew because some of the contestants or the members of the group or whatever were saying like, yeah... Some of the girls already knew, like, the songs and the choreo and shit like that before we did. So, like, the advantages that some of these contestants had was, like, insane. And it's, like, what the... Like, that's crazy. Like, you have this whole, like, fan voting thing and, like, oh, my God. Like, we get to, like, essentially design and vote. You know, we get to, like, design our own idol group for it all to be rigged. I mean, am I surprised? No. Right? But is it extremely fucked up? Yes. And so and so now I'm reading like these articles about how Mnet is now trying to um, convince the public that, you know, future shows won't be operating in such a shady ass manner and all of this stuff. But like once that kind of trust is broken, it's broken, right? So it's just like... Will you ever really trust a survival show like this again? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Did I ever believe that it was, I mean, I guess I did. I mean, I really didn't think about Produce 101, to be honest. I don't care about the show. Um, The groups that have come from it are really good, though. But, I mean, I guess, like, you just want to believe that, even, like, in America, American Idol is the voice, all that shit. Like, you want to believe that, your vote really counts, but does it really? Like, who knows? Who knows? You know? Um, That's just crazy, dude. And, like, supposedly the producer's, like, in a lot of trouble. Like, I think he's, like, going to jail or some shit like that. Like, it's this is, like, serious, because it's, like, fraud, right? So, it's crazy. So crazy. Um, And I also heard that is one, eyes one, they're... All they were supposed to. It's uh current. It's today is 
November 11th. Yay! And why that is important to this story is because supposedly their new album was supposed to drop today, November 11th, 2019, and that was has been postponed. Supposedly, all the variety shows that the members have appeared on, their appearances have been edited out. Um, like, is one is just completely halted. Understandably, but it's just like wow, like pump the fucking brakes on this group and all our all their hard work and all. I mean, and it's not really the members' fault, you know what I mean? It's not like they had a part in like it being rigged. It's so it's just like this whole clusterfuck of like wow, right? So this everything is just like at this huge standstill, and we have to wait to see. What I'm most curious about with this story is waiting to see what excuse me, what develops from this for Is One? Like, what's the future of Is One, right? Like, are they going to release more music? Is it... I think I also heard that, or read or whatever, that they're... I don't want to say disbandment, but maybe for lack of a better word, disbandment, because I'm forgetting the actual term that I heard, but their promotions, their disbandment, whatever, is actually going to be sooner now. Like, it's it's basically fast-tracked because of this scandal, because it's like, I mean, the whole concept, the whole premise of this group is, like, for nothing, right? Like, it's all... A, the group is essentially a big lie. So it's... I, I get it. But it's just, wow. Like, it's just insane. Like, oh, my God, the politics of K-pop, right? Like, oh, my God, so cute and, like, bubbly on the outside and, like, fucked internally behind the scenes. Crazy. But that's the music industry in general around the world. I digress. Um, speaking of fucked up music industry news, <laughs> uh, CL, as we all knew, CL from 21, um, as we all suspected at least, is officially leaving um, YG Entertainment. We all knew it was coming, right? But what makes this particularly fucked up is that YG Entertainment, like, deleted all of her, like, socials. Like, not like, not like the, like her Instagram, but like her YouTube, her Facebook, like, like, oh my God, like the minute, because, okay, so CL first announced that she was leaving YG Entertainment, right? YG then made an announcement saying that, hey, um, we're actually still in negotiations. But then shortly after that, they're like, no, they like, uh, uh, validated what CL was saying and saying, and, and, and said that, yes, she's leaving the, she's leaving the label, um, and then pretty much immediately upon announcing that, or no, I actually think it was before they made their statement, okay? I think it was before they made their statement about her being official, so during this whole, like, supposed negotiation period, right, is when they deleted her socials. So they deleted her YouTube, they deleted her Facebook, they deleted her from the, the company profile, like on the YG Entertainment site, they deleted her from the website, and then announced, hey, yep, she, yeah, she's not about, uh, you know, around for the company anymore. So the minute it was like officially announced from the label, you go to search CL, all her shit is gone and wiped. That's so fucked up. And I was reading some blogs and I agree with them. I def it definitely sounds like some sort of personal vendetta towards her because it's like, I mean, YG Entertainment has been trying to silence CL for a while now because, as we all know, CL has been speaking out about how dissatisfied she was with her, her treatment over the past few years from YG Entertainment, which I agree is really fucked. Like, you go from, like, she's on the top to, like, basically she's, like, this, like, the, the shunned child, just, like, you know, locked up in the basement and just, like, you know, like, no food, no light, anything, like, really fucked, right? 
Um, so I understand her frustration in speaking out. And of course, YG Entertainment, you know, as I'm sure every label would, would want to silence their artists for basically talking shit about them and their policies and how they're mistreating their artists. But to just completely delete all of her, 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 basically every way that fans can go to reach her besides her personal Instagram account, essentially, right, is really just fucked. That's so evil. I'm sure at this point, I can only imagine just like CL so used to this shit. Like, there's so much, there's so much more than we even know that's going on behind the scenes with this that's been going on behind the scenes. That at this point, this is just like a big fucking eye roll for CL. She's like, you know what? You guys are fucking scum. Thank you for catapulting me to a, a certain level of stardom and fame for sure. But it's just like, um, it, the, it's run its course. The relationship has run its course. It's time for me to be out. You know what I mean? She's relieved. What a relief. And so if this is what you guys are going to do, whatever, fuck it. Let bygones be bygones. I'm free. I'm, I'm able to now promote and do the things that I want to do with my core fan base. Because she does have a very strong, supportive fan base, right? So... Good for I'm I'm just happy she's liberated from a to, from a situation that turned toxic. It was just a waiting game because of the whole contract thing. Um and so now it's just like she's free, you know? So I'm happy for her. Really fucked up what they did in terms of basically deleting all ways to access her art, but um but at least she's free and you know if you're talented you can always produce more right and people still know where to find it you can still like anything on the internet is not deleted forever so i'm sure it'll resurface somewhere but just crazy shit has been really popping off you know this past couple of weeks and um, it's just oh it's just insane so those are the hot topics you know at least the ones that i felt were the most like wow for me um, over the past couple of weeks in terms of in the K-pop world. Um, fucking insane. Um, but anyway, moving on to new music releases. Um, there's been a few interesting things, actually. The first I want to discuss is um, a Korean, uh, indie Korean rock band named Harry Big Button. Um, they released a really interesting song. I can't even begin to pronounce this shit because it's in Russian and I have no Russian language ability. It, um, oh, fuck that. I'll try it. It's Kukushka. Kukushka is the song that they released. And it's a cover of a band called, um, a band from Russia called um, Kino. Um, and uh, supposedly, I think there's this really. I mean, I don't know much about Russian music. I don't know anything. So that's why I'm a bit like unclear, really. Um, not really knowing who these people are. But there's this supposedly legendary Russian rock musician from the 80s named um, Victor Soy. And I think he um, um, is or was in this band, Kino. Um, and this guy, Victor was supposedly this icon of freedom and revolution in Russian music history, which is really major. And I say supposedly not because it's not real, but because it's, I don't know. I, I'm just reading the information that I, I have. Um, but supposedly his music was so, I guess, uh, impactful uh, in Russia that people to this day still listen to his music and still enjoy his music. And clearly, it, you know, his music was a big inspiration for Harry Big Button. 
um, so much so that they collaborated with a band, um, another band from Russia um, called uh, The Star Killer, um, and releasing a cover of Kakushka. Um, and it's really interesting because um, Sung Soo, who was like the kind of like the leader, the vocalist of Harry Big Button, um, is singing in Russian, which is like, whoa, right? Like, I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting from, I mean, it's a cover, so I knew they would be covering the music, but I didn't I didn't know what I was expecting, I guess, vocally, and I got exactly what it would be as a cover, which is a, a, a full-fledged cover from the vocals to the music. So it was really impressive to hear um, him sing in Russian, and it's just a really cool collaboration, and it's just so dope what the internet does, you know, we're just assuming he found about this band from the internet, but just being, you know, crate digging, whether it be physical or digital, you know, finding music that inspires you from around the world, you know, relating to it, feeling it, you know, transcending language barrier and just really, you know, feeling the music simply because it's, it, it, it it's alive the spirit of music just moves you and you're from a completely different culture country where they speak a different language and you're so inspired by this music that you create a cover as your own tribute to this art you know that someone else created and it's just really amazing how music just transcends all barriers and speaks to the spirit you know so that's really really dope it, it, so i'll definitely have that on farisvibes.com um where you can watch the music video for that cover um and yeah um next up for music releases is so um, i guess i'll talk about it it didn't really impact me that much but g g idol released a new song called lion and the main thing i have to say about that is i like the concept i thought that was really unique it kind of is like very like glam i, I was uh, yeah glamazon because it's like very like okay so lion right so like Amazon and tribal, not tribal, but like jungle vibes, but like it's very like rich and glam and bougie. So that's why I say Glamazon. Um, so that was cool. I'm not really a fan of G Idol, not because I don't like them, because I really haven't just listened to them. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that that's out. It's a really pretty, you know, obviously a very aesthetic video. Um, and the song is all right. Um, so there's that. Um, Hyuna and Dawn released new songs at the same time, which I personally think is really adorable. I just want to say it's really nice to see them still together. No one knows, you know, what goes on in anyone's relationship, but at least on the surface, it's really nice to see that they're still together after all they've been through with, you know, like fans and their labels dropping them because they're dating and... Here they are, still like this power music artist couple, you know, and they're releasing music at the same time, both releases being really high quality, you know, like of the same standard of their previous labels, like, you know, really releases that are, you know, that I guess like fit the standard of the, uh, the legacy that they've built for themselves. So it's just really nice that they're collaborating. They're, I mean, they're not, they didn't collaborate on the music in terms of like they're not in each other's songs, but just that they're working together and really, you know, enjoying their partnership and their p 
personal lives and also just pairing their careers together too which is really nice and sweet to see especially from a young couple so i really like it hyanna looks beautiful in her music video it's called flower shower the song is just i but it's very it's a very beautiful um video and she looks gorgeous dawn is giving me like joker vibes in his video like whatever like very quirky um Again, just all right. That's the thing I will say that these videos are mostly just aesthetic. At least for me, I'm not really enjoying uh, the actual songs at all. Um, they like I didn't even like really get through the whole video because I was just like, okay, I'm not enjoying this song. I've seen enough. Um, so yeah, there's that. Really cute though, right? But what I really want to talk about in terms of releases, like the one of the main things at least in K-pop, is fucking Amber's new song called "Other People." pump the brakes because th this girl is like i'm i'm shooketh to be honest it's we're so used to seeing amber and these really even outside of like her fx days just her day-to-day -day personality seems very like obviously very tomboy very more on the masculine side but in other people in the video she's very femme like not very femme she's still very she's still tomboyish in her looks but she's definitely you know feeling her feminine energy and it's like, whoa, okay. Um, it's, it's, it, it, I was like shocked because I never saw her like this. Um, but the song is a really fun dance pop song. Um, it, it definitely is very, uh, I don't want to say vanilla, but vanilla in the sense that it's just a standard dance pop track. A lot of people can like sing along. It's catchy. You can probably relate to the lyrics at some point or the other if you've gone through like some sort of breakup or like you're just like over your current relationship and you're ready to like move on. It's so it's very like um, palatable, I guess is what I'm trying to say to a lot of different for, to a lot of people of various age ranges. So it's definitely like friend, uh, radio. It, it, it's not radio friendly, but it's definitely like friendly to to the mass populace. Um, and it's really fun. It's cute. It's catchy. It's like, I would say out of G-Idol and Hyanna and Dawn, I enjoyed her release the most. And ironically, it has the least views, but um, I enjoyed her release the most. Um, uh, the concept is really interesting because the song is other people. She basically has her ex-boyfriend, um, which is like another eye raiser because like, and this is no shade. But I just always, I like, I think a lot of people thought that even though she didn't announce it or anything, you know what I mean? It's just that we all assume, or not we all, but a lot of people assume that Amber was a lesbian, which is like, I honestly thought if it was true would be really dope because it's like, you, you don't hear about gay K-pop stars, like gay as in gay men um, in the industry. And you hear even less about lesbians, right? So for her to be like an advocate for lesbians would have been like really really dope even if she couldn't come out and you know because of the industry and the nature of the culture totally understand that but you know maybe she's bisexual maybe she's i don't know like i'm not assuming her sexual orientation uh, i'm just saying i'm not assuming it like this is what she is in that sense i'm just saying i personally thought that she was um and i know a lot of other people did too um or assume she was rather um but uh, it's interesting because the video concept, she's like, since it's called Other People, the song, right? So she's holding her ex hostage, like tied up to a chair. And she's basically singing like, basically like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm moving on to other people. And she has this really dramatic like kiss scene where she's like legit like tonguing down this guy. And I'm not, I'm not just saying tonguing down like, because oh, they're kissing. Like, no, like you see tongue. Like, 
she's like making out hardcore with this dude who is supposedly like her best friend in real life. His name is Mike Bo. Supposedly that's her best friend. That's crazy. I could never make out with my best friends. Like I just couldn't do it. But I guess for the sake of work, hey, you do what you got to do is acting, right? So I guess in that context, I could. So I take back my words. But yeah, so it's just like, there was just a lot of new sides to Amber that I think a lot of people saw for the first time. Um, it's like you're seeing her way more uh, feminine presenting in terms of her mannerisms. You know, she's singing to this boy, you know, because usually she doesn't have any kind of love interest in her songs or in her music videos. So she's singing to this boy, this ex-boyfriend and being really flirty. She's like rubbing on a, the new guy's body shirtless and making out with him hardcore in the video. So there's a lot of like, a lot of newness. Maybe she's dispelling the lesbian rumors. Maybe she's, you know, saying, hey, it's none of your fucking business. Like, don't worry about who I am because you guys thought I was this. And like, look at this. I'm comfortably kissing a guy. I mean, again, acting just because you kiss a guy doesn't mean that you're um, not a lesbian. Just like just because you're a guy kissing a girl doesn't mean you're not gay. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of gray area. But I'm just saying this video visually was something that was a big shock for me. And I think and, and not I think I know a lot of other people based on the flow of uh, the comments I'm reading. Um. Because it's like we never saw Amber embrace a feminine side so uh, passionately before, not in FX. And even when you watch like interviews with her outside of um, FX, after she left FX, um, you know, we never really saw, you know, a feminine, this kind of femininity from her. In previous releases, even, you know, solo releases, we haven't seen this kind of femininity from her. So this is all really new, but I really enjoyed the song. I really enjoyed the video. It was a lot of fun. I love it. Like, out of the releases I talked about, like, out of, you know, the K-pop ones, not Harry Big Button, because that's in a whole nother, that's indie, that's a whole nother realm. But out of G-Idol and Hyuna and Dawn and all that stuff, like, I really enjoyed uh, Amber's the, the most. And I'm a little bit surprised about that because I'm not really a fan of her solo music. So... But I really enjoyed it. So it was really, it was, it was a, it was great. Um, but yeah, that was like a lot to cover, you know? So I kind of sped through it because I like to keep this, uh, pot, you know, the podcast kind of short since it's just me. I don't want to just be blabbing my fucking head off for like an hour. Um, but <clears throat> there's a lot happening in K-pop right now um, in terms of uh, gossip, in terms of tea. <laughs> and there's a lot of interesting uh, releases that are uh, um, out now for you guys to enjoy. All of which will be on FarisVibes.com for you to check out. Um, so please head on over to FarisVibes.com. Also, please make sure to follow us on our socials. Faris, uh Vibes on Twitter. Faris Vibes on Instagram. Faris Vibes on uh, Facebook. Um and yeah until next time guys i hope you enjoyed um please stay it's starting to get it's starting to get really cold here in the east coast of the usa um but it's holiday season we love thanksgiving we love black friday and we love christmas and or whatever you guys uh celebrate um and yeah so I'll see you guys next time. Definitely head on over to fireswipes.com to catch all of this in article format so you can like just click and enjoy and watch and all that stuff. 
and I'll see you guys in episode 10. All right.